Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Bill Martin, Executive Director of the Greater Osceola Partnership for Economic Prosperity. Having worked in economic development for over 40 years in state, regional, and local economic development groups, Bill has a plethora of advice. Today, he shares with you the most exciting project that he has worked on during his whole career and shares how his region offers different programs to educate and train the workforce. Let's jump right in to Bill's Economic Development Secrets. Good morning, Bill. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. Thank you. Good morning. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Certainly. I, I'm a Kansas native, and I've been involved in economic development my whole career, which is over 40 years now. And I've worked in at uh, state economic development organizations, regional groups and local economic development groups in nine different states now and I'm very happy that uh, to be in Florida right now. Great. How long have you been in Florida then? I've been here three years. Okay, great. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your community? Sure. Uh, our organization is called the Greater Osceola Partnership and we're made up of Osceola County the city of Kissimmee and the city of St. Cloud, Florida. And we're part of the, we're the southern part of the Orlando metropolitan area. And our, our population now is about 300,000, but we're the fastest growing area in the Orlando metro. And, and uh, by 2025, we're projected to be, have a population over 600,000 people. So. We're very rapidly growing, the 18th fastest growing, growing county in the United States. Our history, uh, economic history, started with agriculture, and we were uh, big in ranching and citrus farming. And then, of course, in the 1970s, uh, Disney World was built, uh, part of which is in Osceola County, and tourism became a major part of our, of our economy. And uh, the Osceola, Greater Osceola is a great place to live, but we don't have the kind of job opportunities that we need. In fact, about 75,000 people leave each day to go to work somewhere else outside the county. So our organization was formed to try to diversify the economy and recruit higher paying jobs so that our residents can work closer to home. Wow, that's neat that it got created because of that. What um, initiatives have you taken to um, help make people stay and work closer to home? Well, our effort has been a really, uh, it's a by the book approach to economic development, kind of economic development 101. They, they uh, started with, uh, uh, you know, assembling a leadership team uh, they did a SWOT analysis and a target industries uh, study and uh, then uh, put together a marketing program to 
to uh, reach out to those target industries and so uh, it's been a it's been a, a three-year uh, project so far to uh, to market the area to new companies to come in as well as to existing companies to help them grow and also we have a very active effort to help new companies get started. What kind of uh, help do you offer startups? The, uh, the This not only Greater Osceola but the whole Orlando region has a, has a tremendous entrepreneurial effort. Uh, we've got the National Entrepreneurs Center is headquartered in Orlando, and the University of Central Florida, which is our is our uh, public university, has a, a series of I believe there are eight incubators around there uh, around the region, and uh, and we've got one of them a very active one here in Kissimmee, and we have the Small Business Development Center part of the Part of the statewide network as well, and uh, and so there are, there is a lot of uh, advice and assistance and resources that are available to people who want to start new businesses. Does your organization do anything with Florida's qualified target industry tax refund program? Yes, that's the of course that's the main state incentive, mm -hmm. and so we promote it. Uh, actively to companies that qualify, and to qualify, have to, a company has to be within the the state's target uh, industry uh, network, and create at least 10 new jobs that pay at least 115 percent of the county average wage. So we work with the companies to determine if they qualify, to help them apply, and then of course a uh, there's a 20% local match that's required, and so we, we provide that to qualifying companies. Is the QTI program that we just mentioned, um, is it very common in economic development in Florida since it is a state program? Yes, uh, Florida communities and economic development groups are very actively promoting that as kind of the, uh, the uh, meat and potatoes of our economic development incentive activity. Well, before we get into the meat of talking about more incentives and business retention and things like that, um, would you mind telling us a little bit about a project that you've worked on? Well, for, for almost three years, almost since I've been here, we've been actively supporting uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, a, a participating in a leadership uh, position in a project called the bridge, and uh, it, it uh, that stands for bridging the innovation development gap. And uh, we are next month. We will open a two hundred million dollar sensor, smart sensor research facility uh, in a new five hundred acre innovation district that, that we're calling Neo City. And so uh, this is uh, so many of the uh, products that will be used in the future involve smart sensors. And you, th you think about the number of sensors that are in your smartphone and 
in automobiles already with uh, autom uh, autonomous vehicles, uh, all types of aerospace, drones, aircraft, missiles, uh, e even agriculture and energy industries use and will uh, continue to use smart sensors uh, to, to help improve their products and activities. So this, uh, the bridge is, uh, is being established to bring together private sector companies and for example we've got uh, Harris Corporation, the, the uh, giant communications company, we've got Tupperware, and we've got Photonics, which is a local photonics company, uh, and several universities and national labs coming together with uh, the University of uh, Central Florida to do research on these smart sensors and how to make them better, smaller, and cheaper for these new products that will be coming. And so the, uh, uh, the, the first big result out of that has happened even before the 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 bridge has opened and that is the decision by IMAC which is a uh, industry giant in the uh, research in Europe uh, based in Europe based in Belgium and uh, they're a industry-led consortium that does nanotech design so they've teamed up to come into this new facility to help companies with the design of their uh, uh, for their product needs. And so uh, the second project has already been announced there. It's a 100,000 square foot office uh, building that we hope to start construction on and have open uh, the middle of next year. So this has been a very exciting project and it's a uh, it's a textbook example on how uh, local government can work with state government and universities and the private sector to bring new investment and high paying jobs to not only our community, but to all of Central Florida, in fact, all of Florida. Are you able to talk about the incentives behind that project? Well, the, the incentives behind the product, well, don't really look at them as incentives because they're really more of an investment um, in, in infrastructure for the state. So it's a little bit like, um, you know, uh, governments investing in universities or community colleges or, you know, for that matter, roads or uh, railroad spurs. It's a, the kind of basics that are needed to to get the jobs created. But our county, Osceola County, has invested about $80 million in the construction of the new facility. And the University of Central Florida, the, uh, the Florida High Tech Corridor Council is also a, a founding partner. Enterprise Florida has participated, the Department of Economic Opportunity, uh, and now the Florida legislature uh, also uh, granted some funding last year to get the first $200 million phase put together. So 
it re it's really not incentive money, it's more investment in infrastructure. We will probably see some incentive funds down the road as private sector companies come in to do research and decide to establish manufacturing facilities. That's really neat seeing all those different entities coming together to really help out in attracting the company. It's very, very exciting. It's the most exciting project I've, I've been involved with in my career. Very neat. Moving back to a more general standpoint, um, what kind of incentives does your organization offer? Well, uh, as as I mentioned, we uh, uh, well our our partnership itself doesn't have any incentive. But what we work with uh, companies to help them take advantage of incentives at the state level uh, that may also involve local incentives as match. And you know there are also uh, sometimes incentives available through, for example, utility companies. So we've got to take a holistic approach and really try to put together the best project we can to uh, enable a company to select our location. So we're we're really focused on the client and what they need, and we put the be put together the best program we can to meet their needs. Some of the, some of the local uh, ways local governments have been involved here have been in. Uh, for example, our two cities have uh, declared uh, medical arts districts where they make different types of incentives available to uh, medical-related companies that locate there. Uh, so in some cases, uh, local governments have underwritten the cost of land uh, or provided cash incentives to companies. Uh, based on jobs that are actually created. And I think that's the smart thing about what what everybody in Florida has done is that our incentives are not paid until the company creates the jobs that they've promised. So it's, uh, it's not that, you know, we're not writing big checks to give to companies up front. Uh, we make an agreement with them. They're, they're going to create X jobs that will pay this, and as they do, they get they get the incentive payments. That's very smart. Definitely, um, insurance instead of just you know giving money away and then feeling sorry later. Right. Exactly. Very. Yeah. It's not it's not fun to have to to uh, enforce a clawback provision. Right. in a development agreement. It's always much better if it's if you say you create the jobs then we pay you and it's, you know, very clear cut. Yeah, definitely. How do you usually market Osceola County? We use a number of, of ways. We're we're uh, developing now a very aggressive social media program, uh, you know, with the Facebook page and LinkedIn and Twitter and and uh, and all of the social media. Uh, we do some advertising in uh, 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 industry uh, publications that are are geared to C-suite executives and site location consultants. Probably our biggest activities are to work in conjunction with Enterprise Florida and the Orlando Economic Development Commission because one of the you know 
it's just smart business for us to collaborate with people who are casting a, a wide net and so we we work with them as uh, as often as we can to try to help them meet their clients needs uh, by a location here in greater Osceola so we've got a wide variety of, of methods that we use we work with uh, site location consultants uh, we go we go to a number of industry trade shows like we'll be at the uh, Photonics West trade show next week how did you first make contact with the company that you just mentioned did they reach out did you reach out to them well you know it's kind of a long and uh, complicated story I it actually started uh, uh, well before I think two years before I got here so so you can say that really this is a project that's five years in the making and an industry-led consortium had talked to the Orlando EDC about establishing this facility in uh, in Orlando and they had put together a deal that as time went on uh, the the local proposal kind of fell apart and you know that sometimes happens when you have a you know a, a large amount of time that goes by without anything happening and so we kind of came in this was three years ago we we kind of came in at the last minute to be the local partner in this well in as this all went along then the industry uh, led consortium that was planning the project decided not to do it here and we had so many partners committed and we had the University of Central Florida the, the Florida high-tech corridor council a number of other universities University of Florida University of South Florida um, national labs plus Osceola County and uh, and the state we just decided to go ahead and put together uh, the consortium ourselves it's been a long process and it's been a process where we've had to make adjustments uh, in the middle of the effort to make the deal work well very neat sounds like it's worked out and all the effort is I mean you guys are going to be reaping the benefits from all of that effort that you've put in yeah the the estimates are that over the next 10 years 4,000 direct high-tech jobs uh, will be created they won't all be right here in greater Osceola but throughout Central Florida and throughout Florida 4,000 new jobs and up to 20,000 total by the time you uh, do the direct indirect uh, uh, the job job modeling so it's gonna it's going to have a huge impact on not only Greater Osceola and or the Orlando region, but the whole state. That's incredible. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about your business retention and expansion program? Well, working in in uh, conjunction with our partners, Osceola County, the city of uh, Kissimmee, and the city of St. Cloud, we try to regularly contact employers that are in our uh, the major employers and ones that are in our target industry area to to find out what issues they might be facing 
what roadblocks they see, uh, and if, to to help them uh, put together a plan to not only stay here but to grow here. So it's uh, the you know the main the main goal is to get out there and talk to the people. Uh, from that point on, the the effort that comes together depends completely on what their needs are. You know, sometimes it's been issues that local government can uh, can help solve a, a permitting issue or something like that. Sometimes it it involves needing some financing for for a, an expansion. It almost always involves workforce training because uh, the, the talent pool is something that's on everybody's mind right now. So our that effort is uh, really. Uh, you know, we put together a plan that meets the specific needs of a company. What do you think some of the strengths of your organization are? Well, we're as a partnership, our main strength is that we provide one voice for for our community to the outside world. So, so we do marketing activities that the individual partners. Uh, uh, couldn't afford or don't have the staffing to do, uh, the Greater Osceola Partnership can can do that for them. So uh, kind of becoming the one voice, uh, uh, providing leadership in the economic development activities, and just broadening the recognition throughout the region and the state uh, that the partners in Greater Osceola are anxious to create new jobs. I had mentioned that the talent pool is extremely important and the state has been very aggressive in funding uh, the Career Source Florida uh, training programs for new jobs. And they, you know, also we also have very aggressive programs uh, to uh, to provide funding for uh, training for uh, jobs that are already here, but they need upgrading. And so that really has helped uh, helped us bolster an asset, which is the availability of skilled labor. Can you? Talk a little bit more about Career Source Florida. What all happens in, in that program? Well, the uh, the Career Source uh, Florida is they are kind of the the uh, training aspect of the whole talent pool equation. And so, based on a, a project, uh, a local company that might be expanding or a new company that might be coming in. Uh, they can design tailor-made uh, programs, or in fact, if the company already has a program, the uh, career source can can uh, can just fund their program, but literally could cover uh, all of the costs associated with training new employees. And so, it's been a very attractive program. It's a flexible program, and it's something that literally every project. Uh, uh, needs so so that's been great, but I think uh, Florida and particularly Greater Osceola have been very aggressive in helping develop that talent pool clear back into the uh, 
local school districts. And in fact, uh, our, our school district offers STEM training and through a grant uh, from Osceola County, uh, every elementary and middle school in Osceola County uh, has STEM training. Uh, we, we've uh, improved our graduation rate. We've improved our test scores. Uh, the the uh, school district is building a $75 million STEM high school now. Uh, so, so through that process, uh, we've really helped elevate the quality of the future workforce. And then we have Valencia College, which in 2013 was named the best community college in the uh, United States. Uh, they've got two campuses here, getting ready to open a campus in Poinciana this fall, and uh, about 15,000 students and offering associate's degrees. Plus, if you get an associate's degree from Valencia College, there's a program called Direct Connect, which means they can be automatically accepted into the University, university of Central Florida, which is now the second largest public university in the United States, and just does a tremendous job of, of not only baccalaureate degrees, but advanced degrees and, and industry research as well. And so that whole continuum, the, the education continuum, it is just really a great story here. Within 100 miles of Orlando, there are over a half a million college students. So that's the workforce of next year and, the, and five years after that. It's just a great story for us. Uh, Valencia College has op just opened the Advanced Manufacturing Training Center here in Kissimmee, about a mile from the bridge, the new sensor research project. And uh, so they're, they're uh, uh, doing industry certification training uh, up to uh, associate degrees in some of these manufacturing technologies that are going to be required in the future. So. I just think we've got a wonderful story to tell in the education and training uh, part of economic development. Yeah, that's great. For those of you who don't know, STEM schools are science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, but that is so important, training the workforce to come in and be able to take up um, new jobs, take over from existing jobs. That is such a cool program that you guys have. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, very neat. Well, I have a few wrap-up questions for you. The first one is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? Well, I would say uh, collaborate and work with uh, with others to, because uh, the world is very complex today. And it's impossible for one organization to, to do everything on their own. So you have to bring together a team that can can meet the needs of a client, because that's an, that would be a second secret to success. Make sure the client always comes first. We're, they are the ones that are creating the jobs, and we need to meet their needs. But we should always collaborate 
with with the organizations we need to get a project done and don't worry about who gets the credit for it in the end clients are very generous and they'll recognize everybody who's involved but the important thing is get the project done uh, meet the clients needs get those jobs created are there any economic development resources that you would recommend to the audience well I think education is important you know when I started uh, in this business we didn't have universities that offered degrees in economic developer development and so we you know we worked at the uh, Economic Development Institute and what is now the IEDC, the International Economic Development Council, uh, with their wonderful training programs that uh, that that uh, give you an opportunity to learn from real experts, and it also gives you a chance to network with other economic developers. In fact, this weekend the IEDC is having their leadership conference in Jacksonville, and so. Bunch of us will be going up for that, but you know we have uh, we have uh, regional economic development groups like the Orlando Economic Development Co Commission. We have the uh, Florida Economic Development Council. The Southern Economic Development Council is our is our 17 state Southeast Regional Economic Development Council. So there are a lot of good opportunities to. Uh, to network and so I think get educated and network are two uh, important things to keep in mind lastly what is your favorite hobby well that's that's a tough one because I've got I've got several but I would probably say I I'd, I'd narrow it to three baseball and uh, some of my uh, lifelong friends and I go to a, a major league baseball park every year and uh, some of us have actually been to every major league baseball park. And so this year we'll be going to Atlanta because they're opening a new baseball park there. But I love baseball. I love music. Uh, I, I play drums, but not very well. But I love listening and, uh, and just always enjoy that. And then I like movies. Wonderful. That's great. That's really cool that you travel to the different stadiums. Oh, we have a lot of fun. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for taking the time to sit down with us today. My pleasure. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you for listening, and be sure to catch next month's episode of Economic Development Secrets. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.